Welcome to the Rehope Podcast. Before we dive into this week's message, we'd like to provide you with some helpful resources. If you'd like someone to pray for you, it would be our joy to connect with you. So please email us at prayer at rehope.co.uk. If you'd like to get connected with an online Bible read-through group from wherever you are in the world, you can email brt at rehope.co.uk and be a part of a small group of people reading through the Bible cover to cover each year. Finally, if you would like to support the work and ministry of Rehope financially, you can do so online at rehope.co.uk slash giving. We pray you find this message encouraging, enlightening, and helpful. Enjoy. I want good things for you. And so before I start teaching, I want to bless you. I want to bless you in the name of Jesus. I bless you now in the name of Jesus that you would know Jesus more wonderfully today. I bless you to receive healing if you need healing in your body, in your mind, in your emotions, in your spirit today. I bless you to receive whatever guidance from God you need, whatever help from God you need immediately. I bless you to have the courage and capacity to flourish and prevail over every challenge that you're facing in your life right now. And I bless you to feel hope and joy and love and peace, whatever's going on. I bless you with that in the name of Jesus. May it be. Amen. Family, I am really looking forward to this week. I, am, I have been, had this week on my diary for weeks, the week Monday through Friday this week. My spirit feels a bit worn down. I have been crawling towards this week. It's my, my fasting week coming up, and I am so eager. Uh, I feel like over the last seasons, uh, the last bit of time, I've just been kind of pouring out teaching, teaching, and, and all that kind of stuff, serving. Uh, but I feel like, you know, those disciples, they go out in pairs, and they do their ministry, and then they come back and they connect with Jesus, and Jesus is like, let's come away and, and rest for a bit. Uh, I'll also be teaching next week, but this week in the middle here, I'm going to spend a few extra days just uh, slowing down and sitting with Jesus with some intentional prayer and fasting, seeking the things on my heart, and, and uh, kind of just going to fill back up, re- recharge again for the next season ahead. I mean, it's not a, an official thing. We do fasting week in January. Don't worry. Breathe a sigh of relief. Uh, no need. But if you do, or if you are at one of those moments where you're like, oh, I wouldn't mind fasting a day or two for the things in your heart, you can let me know. And you have a buddy. You have a buddy this week. Uh, but again, no pressure for that. But as, as I can tell from myself, I just feel poured out. You know, you know what that feels like? Just kind of poured out. And, and so before going forward... I know what I need to do. I need to stop. I need to stop, spend lots of time with Jesus, serving, 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 teaching, 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 serving, serving. Yeah, it's, it's one of those moments, okay, uh, that was good. It was great. I, I loved doing all that. I love what I do. I love serving. I love doing the teaching. But then the time comes where I need to stop. And, and, and for, the, for the next couple of days, I get to do that. Speaking of this idea of pivoting and, and stopping uh, from serving, 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 one of the Jesus stories that have been on my heart recently is the one that I want to talk about today. And this Jesus story takes place in kind of the middle of the book of Luke, and Jesus is traveling. And as he's traveling, he comes to a village, and he has this moment. He has this moment. I'm going to read it in Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 38. It says this, While they were traveling, Jesus and his disciples and people, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who 
also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. And she came up and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So tell her to give me a hand. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. But one thing is necessary. Full stop. Mary has made the right choice, and it will not be taken away from her. Now, firstly, I have no shade to throw at Martha today. So if you're hoping for a pilot on Martha Fest, we're not, we're not going there today. I get Martha. Like, I, I get that. I, I would be a hypocrite to start uh, slating Martha here today. Distracted by many tasks. Worried about many things. And in her case, upset. Upset about many things. Distracted, worried, upset, and thus missing what's right for that moment. Because of those things, not getting the one thing in that moment that was most necessary right. Everything about Martha makes sense to me, right? There's so much to do. She has Jesus and his disciples in the home. Let me back up. She has God and the apostle, the, you know, like, she has like the, 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 these people and, and whoever's following, in, she's invited them into her home. She is, of course she's hosting, of course she's being responsible for all that's going on. She's serving, well, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter all that she's doing, it does to Martha, but in our case we just know she has many things to do, many tasks. And with all that pressure, And with all that work to do, work that needs to get done, I understand her extreme irritation at her sister who is not helping her. Uh, There's so much to do. And she's responsible. And she's, she's trying to host all these people well. Here's the danger, though. We have many tasks, stresses, pressures, things that we, we have to get done. And we worry, potentially about many things, and we get upset, potentially angry, probably because of the pressures and the stresses and the worries and all these things piling up, and we get upset at people, circumstances, whatever. And these three things, these three things cause us to potentially neglect or miss, or miss doing the the thing that's most necessary in the moment. And what is that thing? What is the thing that's most necessary in that moment? I want to zoom back a little bit further with this answer than most people at this moment. The one thing that's necessary is, I'm going to say it this way, the Jesus priority of the moment. The Jesus priority of the moment is what's most necessary and what she's missing here. So, Jesus priority of the moment. Okay, I I teach, one of the things that I do, it's part of what I do, surprise if if that was new to you. So I, I teach, and it's something I take very seriously. You're welcome. I, I, I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be prepared, and I, I'd like to do a, a good job. And so for me, uh, speaking, the process requires writing a message, editing a message. You're welcome. Preparing Saturday night, preparing Sunday mornings for this message. Giving it a test run at Southside to see how it goes for you. 
and then speaking it here. You know, I, I, I have lots of practice doing this, and, and uh, it's still, yeah, I, I find the process, you know, sometimes a little bit more stressful than others, and kind of working through it, and some messages are more challenging than others, and sometimes I have to deal with worry and, and all that kind of stuff. So even writing this message on Thursday, I got to this point, and my brain is just foggy. And you're like, yeah, we can tell. No, I, my brain was just like struggling along, and I'm trying to get all these things woven together, and it's just a slow slog, and I'm watching the time tick by, and the cursor blinking at me, and I'm just like, I'm never going to get done. My, my insides want to have a big freak out at this moment. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Brian, just stop. Rebuke these lies, the harassments. Stop with the worry. Jesus is with you. He cares more about this than you do. And so just, let's just hand that back over to Jesus and return to peace and then get going. Now that was my experience maybe this week a little bit, lightly so. Um, in the old days, years ago, the enemy uh, used to want to try and tempt me to skip my Jesus times on message writing days. You know, I'm going to be spending time with Jesus anyways, message writing, but why not skip that hour with just Jesus alone because of the tasks in front of you? The stressful task of your day, message writing in that case, uh, maybe, maybe just maybe give yourself an extra hour to get ahead. And, you know, maybe you'll get through it all and then you can get back to the Jesus time. Anyways, but, but you're worried about this coming up. And so why don't you just skip it? Why don't you just skip it and instead miss the Jesus first priority of your day before taking the challenges on of your day? That, that's probably something that the enemy likes to do. If I can get you focused on the tasks of your day or, the, the, or some stresses of the moment, I can get you to miss the priority of the morning, potentially, for that case. case. Um, another example, a few months ago, I was really struggling to teach well at Southside. And I asked him this morning, do you remember that? <laughs> Nobody raised their hand. They're off the hook, right? Uh, but, but I was like, man, I, it's, I think it was like in January, February. I, I just I wasn't doing anything different. I was still working hard. In fact, I was probably working even harder than normal because I was struggling to get myself uh, up there at, at Southside and speak intelligently, like, like have the flow kind of work. The, the messages maybe weren't sticking in my head. or This must have been the Ruth series, I guess. And, and I was just struggling with it. And, and so I was processing, okay, what do I need to do? Because I'm, I'm doing all the normal work. I'm preparing in advance. I'm, I'm going through the thing. What, what, what else could I do? I mean, I'm already starting this preparation on Sunday mornings at, at 5.30 in the morning. If I back it up to 4.30, man, I'll be sleeping by the time I get to West End. Like, that, that's not probably going to help anybody. And so what could I do? And I, and I had this thought. I come here to West End and I part of pre-service prayer in the evenings. So I, I do pre-service prayer. What if, just while I'm having a hard time get, getting ready for, for Southside, what if I skip pre-service prayer at Southside? I mean, I'll still do it at West End. But what if I just give myself an extra hour to, to prepare? And this thought's going through my mind, and I kind of tease it a little bit with Crooksy to see if he's going to judge me harshly. And, and he, he was, you know, he, he didn't really bat too much of an eye there. But then I was just like, Brian, you know what you believe. You've been saying it for 20 years. You have said over and over again what you believe, that, that it's better to be less prepared, but to pray together 
with the elders and with the staff and with the members of the church for God's favor and his break. It's better to stumble through a message with God's help than be really smooth and having neglected the most important things. And, and that's why at the church, we have said for, for a decade, we're like, an hour before the service, everyone stops. The worship team isn't practicing. The, the kids' ministry isn't preparing. We're not even making coffee, right? Like, whoa, like this is, we, we really drew the line here. And we gather together and we were like, no, the most important thing more than, more than anything being perfectly, perfectly perfect is to pray for God's, God's help. And, and God's, that would be the priority of the moment. Now, we want to be ready. We want to be ready. We are, we are, we, I want to be ready. We want to do a great job. That's, that is still a value. I want to do a, a, a great job. But friends, pre-service prayer is one of those things that it proves what we believe about life. That is, it's better for us to be a little bit less prepared if we have to be in a moment and, and get the prayer right and get God's help. Again, the, the temptation that was on me for a few weeks there to just skip uh, Southside uh, pre-service prayer and it, I, I said no. I said I'm not going to do that. You know what? Funny enough, the second I said no to that, I, I did better preaching. It was like it was a test. It was like a test run. And of course, that makes sense now. But the question that I have for for you is, what are the things that are stressing you out today? What are the tasks that are that are dominating your 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 thoughts on the inside? What are the worries? What are the worries that are, that, are, that are pulling on you? What are the things that are making you upset? Where, where are you like, finding yourself upset or agitated, uh, angry even? What, what are those things out there, the, the, stress, the, the tasks, the, the worries, the things that are, that are most putting you in danger of missing Jesus' priority of the moment? It's good to be aware of that. Now, when I, when I think about, like, Jesus' time, a lot of times I'm thinking about mornings, right? And being prepared and having Jesus' times in, in the morning and, and how the tasks of the day can try and pull us away from that. But that could also just be at a weekly rhythm, like church. Like, man, we only do church, like, once a week, right? Once, one, one gathering week, 90 minutes a week, and, and yet sometimes it's like all these worries or other tasks or, or things that are just on our minds Pull, prior, pull us away from even just gathering together to worship with God's people, to have Jesus' time together? Like, what are those things that, that are kind of pulling, pulling us away from, from maybe Jesus' priorities of the moment? We want to make the right choices, right, friends? We want to make the right choice. The, and, and sometimes the choice to prioritize sitting with Jesus more than succumbing to the tasks or the worries. Now, again, I'm not downplaying serving at all. Like, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan. Martha is serving Jesus. He, she is serving the church. She's serving the followers of Jesus. This is not saying in any way that a life of contemplation and sitting at the feet of Jesus is better than serving. No, that's not what I'm trying to say at all. That would be an over-application of this passage. That would be a misapplication of this passage. The key is, moment by moment, can you see Jesus' priority for you? That, that's the thing. For me... In the morning, let's say, uh, my Jesus' priority is for me to spend an hour of Jesus' time with him. But then a few hours later, maybe Jesus has a different priority for that moment of my life. 
And the answer isn't always stop. It is, do you see the, the priority in the moment? Sometimes it's serving. Sometimes it's serving behind the scenes. In fact, I just, I am so thankful, by the way, for all of you who serve this church so faithfully behind the scenes. Like, that just makes everything better. And, and I know that so, so, many of you, so many of you, like, pour out in, in ways that maybe people aren't aware of cleaning this or fixing that or getting this coffee ready or whatever. I appreciate this. We are so thankful for all the ways that you serve and, and, and make this place better. In fact, may Jesus bless you abundantly so much for, for serving faithfully behind the scenes to make this church great. So thankful. And in, and in other ways, even outside this church, that you serve Jesus and, and his purposes in your life behind the scenes, quietly, sometimes unnoticed. Jesus notices. So thankful. So, so good. I, I, I want to take nothing away from serving. I don't think that's the point of this passage at all. Know Jesus' priorities for your moments. Mary gets it right in that time. Does she get it right in the next instance? To know the priority for the moment. Often in my experience, it's Martha's hard work behind the scenes, which is usually the right priority of the moment. So often, it's the Martha, Martha, and, and as long as she knows when to stop, as long as she knows when to stop, as long as she doesn't get distract, too distracted by the tasks and the worries and the, and the upset of things, as long as she doesn't miss the change of the moment, so often it is the serving. And, and I'm not just saying that. I think that's the, part of the context of this story. Because you, you got this Mary and Martha story, and Jesus tells a parable before it and after it. The parable b- before it, it's, it's again, there is an, a flavor of the same question hanging over the story before it. Can you see Jesus' priority? And in the parable beforehand, it's not to stop and sit at Jesus' feet. It's actually to do something, to serve. Here, here's the parable right before the Mary and Martha story that's just flowing back to back. It's in verse 30. So Jesus is telling this parable, and he says, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him, beat him up, and and fled, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the road. When he saw him, he passed by on the other side. In the same way, a Levite, when he arrived at the place and saw him, he passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, on his journey, came up to him, and when he saw the man... He had compassion. He went over to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on olive oil and wine. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him. When I come back, I'll reimburse you for whatever extra you spend. Which of these three do you think proved to be the neighbor of the man who fell into the hands of robbers, the one who had shown mercy to him, he said. And Jesus said, told him, go and do the, uh, the same. I mean, there's, there's lots going on with that story. Jesus has a purpose for that story. But, but one, of the, one, of the other, one of the questions kind of hanging also behind this story is, what is the Jesus priority in that moment? And in that case, it was to stop, to pivot, to, 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 change, uh, to change the plan to, and to serve this person. Now, now, maybe in the Mary and Martha story, you could say that loving Jesus in the Mary and Martha story is, looks like stopping and listening to Jesus. 
Well, in this Good Samaritan story, you might say loving Jesus looks like stopping the path that you're on and pivoting to serve someone, to, to help somebody. The story of, of stopping and changing directions, I don't know if that's easy for you. I find it difficult because I usually know what I'm hoping to do for the day. I've got a list. I've got a plan. I've got, I've got, I've got this to get through. I've got, I got all these goals. Goals. Maybe I've got people waiting for me. And then you find yourself in one of those moments and, and they're unexpected. They're unexpected where you feel all of a sudden pulled in two incompatible directions. Right? Where you've got your plan for the day that you, you probably put together in the morning and then you've got a, a potential stop and pivot moment. A potential Jesus opportunity. And, and it's so easy to just want to skip those, those, those moments because we've got these tasks. Because we have these worries, things that we feel like we need to get done. We have these, these maybe these things that we're upset about that we need to, to work through. Man, what, what do you do when you're in those moments? I, I mentioned this last week, and I, I just skimmed, skimmed by the heart uh, anguish of the moment. But um, just, to, just to dive in, we, we get these all the time. And now, I was at Lakeside teaching, and, and it's quite intense, tweet, teaching two different messages back-to-back for like six days and kind of going through the process. And so what I, what I do is I, I have them all written out and in advance, maybe a couple months in advance. And then I get there um, on the day, and I... I read through the message to kind of remember what's going on. It's been a, been a while. And then I go and play water ski or something like that. No. Uh, and, then, and then right beforehand, I review again a couple times and then go and teach. And I, so I put it in my brain and then I spit it out teaching and then I dump it out of my brain, pick up the next message, put it in, then go play, and then put it in again, teach it, dump it. And I do this 12 to 11 times in a row at Lakeside. It's quite a, a mental um, exercise. Nice, nice, nice process there. Well, I told you, though, that one time I'm getting ready to put the message into my brain right before chapel. And it's, I'm, I want to reiterate, this isn't like it's just free-flowing. Maybe you're like, oh, Brian, you can just open your mouth and, and wonderful things fly out. No, that's not the case. Ask Kelly, right? Uh, but but um, I do know people who can just talk, and, and they do a good job. I, 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 need, I need to be a little bit more prepared. And so I was there, and I, and I was ready to start preparing for, for teaching, and the knock at the door, which I told you about last week, where the people came up to me and said, Brian, you said you'd pray for anybody, for anything, at any time. Would you come and pray for our dad and I'm like I have one of those moments and I need to ask Jesus Jesus what is your priority for me for this moment because it's maybe not necessarily instantly obvious because on the one hand I have a hundred and some people that I'm responsible for teaching and that and I have that or there's one person who is is wanting prayer at this particular moment Again, these, these Jesus moments and opportunities, sometimes we have to really stop and be like, Jesus, what is your priority right now? I've got this going on. Do you want me to pivot and all that? Now, I, I told you that um, in that time, I, I felt like Jesus was saying, go pray for this person. And so I did pivot and I, and, I, and I went to go pray for them. But that put me in a stressful situation when it came to teaching. Again, my, my situation is so pithy compared to the Good Samaritan story though, right? Where that person, he stops, he, he pivots, he serves, he helps, he nurtures, he pays for, 
He, he does a, a lot of pe- pe- things for that stranger. I've heard people teach the Good Samaritan story and be like, okay, so this was, a, this was the motive. This was what was going on with the priest. The priest was worried about this, and the Levite was worried about that. And, or maybe they'll ask, what was the Levite worried about? Or what was the priest thinking? And I'm like, eh, like it's a made-up story. <laughs> like, the, like, it's a made-up story. There's, there's not actually a, a priest here. The question isn't what was the priest thinking that caused him to walk by. The question is, what would I be thinking that would cause me to walk by? Or what would we, what would we all be thinking? That would, that, what would be on our mind that would cause us to, to miss helping someone? What would the tasks be? What would the worries be? What would be the things that, the other things, the other urgent things on our mind that would cause us to, to miss the moment? What are the Martha things, the, the distractions, the worries, the upset things? But as I keep saying, it's, it's one thing that's necessary. It's one thing, is, it's okay, loving Jesus, following Jesus. Following Jesus means prioritizing his priorities moment by moment. Not just big picture, but moment by moment. And again, the reason why we can miss these, these Jesus moments is because of the stresses, the worries, the, the things out there. Or we, or we feel like we won't be ready for whatever's going on. We won't, we won't be prepared. Um, tracking tracking the, the Jesus let me just see if I'm supposed to, to give this away. I did go and pray for that person. Did I say that? And, and um, I, I know that this is not going to be a surprise for you. I called out to Jesus for help, for teaching chapel, and it went pretty great. All right? And you're like, of course it did. Well, when you're standing up, when you're the one standing up there, you, you're like, oh, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that Jesus uh, answered that prayer and, and helped me in that moment. It's Seems easy to look back and say, of course Jesus helped you. But man, it's, it's, it's a stressful thing to, to pivot like this. Okay, so anyways, we're, we're in the flow here. And we've seen that you've got the first, the first parable, where, which is about stopping and serving. And then you've got the Martha story, which is stop serving and sit at Jesus' feet. And then you've got this next parable. And I, and I love how it flows because it's, it's kind of like, what do you do because you've pivoted about the things that you're worried about or the tasks that are, that, are, that are weighing on you. Or maybe because you're late. Now, I hate being late. I mean, I hate being late so much so the enemy always uses it against me, right, to try and, to try and get me off track. Oh, you don't want to be late. You're right. I should ignore everything Jesus is telling me to do right now, right? Like, what are, what are those things? You know, we're asking our, our, ourselves. But anyway, so we have these worries, and how do we push back against those things that are pulling at us? Well, the next flow is, is, a, is a teaching, and it includes this story. Verse 5. Jesus is, again, laying out a, a parable, and he says, Suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I don't have anything to offer him. Then he will answer from inside and say, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I have gone to bed. I can't get up to give you anything. I tell you, even though he won't get up and give him anything because he's his friend, yet because of his friend's shameless 
boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. And then Jesus goes on to keep talking about prayer, and he says, So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be open. And, and, and at the short answer of this, what do we do with the worries and the tasks when we're trying to pivot and focus Jesus, is we don't need to worry because God answers prayers. Because God hears and acts upon our bold, audacious prayers, our shameless prayers. And so we're supposed to be telling ourselves not to worry about pivoting to Jesus' priorities in, in, in given moments. That we, we don't need to worry about what's going to happen if we pivot it to Jesus' priorities because God still hears prayers. He's paying attention, and, and he's going to take care of the rest. Again, underprepared at chapel. It went great. Called out to Jesus. He helps. He helps. Pre-service prayers based on that same priority. Oh, man, the coffee's not ready. Oh, man, the, the, you know, we're, we need another run through this, this song or whatever. We, we, we genuinely believe if we call out to him in prayer that he hears. That's why we can stop. That's why we can stop, because we genuinely believe that God hears prayers, answers prayers, and, and helps. Yeah, that's, that's the teaching of Jesus, that we don't need to worry about our lives. What we will eat, what we will drink, what we will wear, but we will seek first God's kingdom and, and the Jesus stuff, Jesus' priorities, and trust Jesus with the rest. Now, this is not a call to irresponsibility, this is not a call to be negligent at, at whatever God's given you. That would be an awful application of, of, of all of this all. Work hard. Do your best. Be prepared. You know, and yet, make sure you're keeping the Jesus stuff number one. The Jesus priorities number one. Now, we're going to play a game. It's called Tell the Truth to Yourself Game. What a fun game, right? Tell the truth to yourself. It's a special game show starring Brian Ingraham, August Assessment Series. What I'm doing is I'm asking myself, Brian, truthfully, what is Jesus' priority for you right now? And I conclude it is stopping. It is to, to, um, to do some praying and fasting, some listening, some resetting. That's, that's part of the Jesus priority for me right now. So Telling the truth to ourselves, game show. Here, here's the, the assessment for us. It's part of the challenge for today. Challenge is this. Assess how much you have been affected by the following during the month of July. Rating yourself 1 to 10 for each. Task stress levels. How am I doing with task stress levels? Worry. Upsetness. How, how's my, my frustrations and, and angers going? And then asking ourselves in this, tell the truth to myself, honestly, what is the Jesus priority of the moment that we need to prioritize? Is it something like serving? Is it something like stopping? Is it, is it a bit of both? What, 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 what is the priority that Jesus might call to you? In fact, let's just take a moment and ask Jesus about that right now. Would you go ahead and close your eyes? 
and just ask, Jesus, what is it that you want me to reprioritize? Is there, is there, is there things that I'm missing? What, what are your priorities for me in this moment? What is it that I need to reprioritize? Maybe there's some tasks that are dominating your brain. And, and as I've been talking about that, what do you need to hand over to Jesus? Some worries, some frustrations. Just in this moment, hand them over to Jesus. And maybe if it seems relevant in your prayer time, you're like, Jesus, I don't want to miss your moment-by-moment priority for me. Help me. Help me to see and not miss. Jesus, you are our leader, our shepherd, our guide. God, I ask that you would be so clear to all of us uh, about our moment-by-moment priorities. If there's adjustments that, that we, we need to make or is there, if there's a moment here where we need to stop and and shift perspective here as we go into this next season, I ask that you would make it clear to us. Make it clear to us. Guide us on your good path and help us to see it step by step by step, moment by moment. In Jesus' name, amen.